Hello and welcome to Rewind Out Mission here on Demon FM, the only show wilder than your nan at Bingo Night. Uh, so today we are live and direct from the Demon FM studios here at De Montfort University. Yeah, so welcome to our final show of the year. It's 1pm on Thursday the 16th of March. We have me, Joe, Ashley and Hannah on the Bonjour. mics for you today. Say hi guys. Hello. Bonjour. We also have Tom, our games master. Hello, people. And, and Shan driving our social media pages. So, uh, yeah. So what have we got coming up today, Hannah? We've got the classic rewind games of Chart Attack and How Bizarre, two fantastic interviews with DJ Puma and Ryan, the owner of On Track, a segment about National Panda Day from Way, and some great music which reflects upon our experience here at DME. Fantastic. So plenty to look forward to on our final rewind show of the year. Our unique experience is coming to an end. Ah, oh. I'm yeah. sad about it. I'm <laughs> so right. sad yeah. about it. We want you, the listeners, to get involved uh, regarding that as well. So head on over to at Demon FM on Twitter or at Rewind Out Mission on Instagram. That's our, our show page. And uh, give us three words to describe your university experience, whether that's present or past. Uh, if that's at all possible. Uh, but yeah, we'd love to know how university has treated you. Uh, so as Hannah mentioned before, we've got a special live guest here today in the studio. It is the one, the only, DJ Puma. Hang on, bear with, I'm trying to find the applause. I can't find, I can't. <laughs> live in the studio. There we go. There we go. Hey! I found hey! it. Hey! Thank you, thank you. Good realistic copy you got there. There we go. <laughs> Uh, so, welcome to the studio, Sam. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. It's my first time on radio, so excited. Ho- hopefully, uh, hopefully the Rewind crew uh, uh, are going to see you through that your very first radio venture. Um, so, obviously, you're a DJ, and um, you're the resident DJ at Mosh on Thursdays and Fridays. I am indeed, yes. Um, so, obviously, here on the show, we love music and everything like that, but we've got to, well, we wanted to know a bit more about what you do. Um, and obviously, with the cliche question, how did you get into DJing? Um, it's actually, yes, yeah, it's quite funny. So I, I've, um, my whole family's into music and, and stuff. They always have been. All my cousins and stuff play, play instruments. So I studied music technology at, um, Le- at college, Leicester College. Um, but it wasn't, it was kind of more stuff like this, like in, in recording studios and stuff. And just, I just wasn't really, it wasn't for me. Um, and so I, I was walking with one of my friends one day and we went into a music shop and then we saw this really tiny, these decks in the corner for like second hand, really dusty for like 20, 30 quid. Um, and he was like, I bet you 200 quid that you won't be doing this. If you buy these, you won't be doing this in three months. Mm. I guarantee you'll give it up. So I was like, okay, well, obviously I'm going to take that bet. So I took it, bought these decks, did it for three months. He never paid me actually. Really? Unacceptable. If he's listening, you owe me 200 quid. Um, but, uh, Murders. Yeah, and then, I mean, from there, I've been doing it in my, my bedroom. It's, it's so fun. I mean, I have, um, I have ADHD, so I'm always having to move my hands and, and do things. And DJing for me was so fun because I could constantly be interacting with, with something. It was, it was just so much fun for me. Um, and, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I got into it originally. Um, that's sick. That's, honestly, that is really, really sick. Like, obviously, following on... Um, what sort of the, what do you get out of DJing? Do you know what I mean? Like personally, like what do you get out of it? Sort of like, is it sort of the the thrill of it? You know? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I mean, for me, the the best feeling in the world is when you press play on a song and everyone's just going mental, and you look at this crowd of people, a thousand whatnot people, 
and they're all just like smiling everyone's having a good time you're like the life of the party it feels it feels so good it's almost it's a bit like if uh if you're the designated orcs in the in your your mate's car oh yeah and you yeah. play one song and everyone's <laughs> loving it that's that's kind of the feeling but amplified a bit that's a good analogy i like that uh what's actually leading on from that have you got any sort of sort of like songs you know as soon as you whack it into the mix you know everyone just goes crazy definitely, what definitely, is definitely definitely i mean it, it changes each year surprisingly so i mean last year there was a lot more of like a drum and bass crowd in the in the club so my floors were a lot quieter but they would play drum and bass they would go crazy this year especially it's bizarrely um like american drill type stuff oh right um so i don't know if you've heard of that uzi little uzi track that's massive just want to rock oh um, yeah yeah that go every single time you press play everyone starts going like mosh pin, mosh pin, and everyone <laughs> goes crazy. That's, that's that kind of american american stuff makes people go go crazy at the moment but uh what's it uh a bit of a bit of a, uh, a sort of along the lines, but you know, Dior by Pop Smoke that's, is that yeah, another one? That's like one of the, the, if not the biggest one I play that always gets a reaction. Yeah, that's one of my favourite <laughs> tracks, definitely. Yeah, when I've been there on a night out, was it? As soon as that hits, <laughs> literally everyone just just going. Um, but I've just got to, I've got to ask, you know, because um, you've been doing this for quite a while, obviously. Mm. Um, what uh, do you have any sort of like funny stories or, or you know sort of obviously safe, safe for yeah, work yeah. stuff obviously because I've got I've plenty gone. I mean there are a few not safe for work ones but I think the funniest one I've got that is so obviously I'm, I'm sure you've all heard of the game Minecraft before yeah, yeah right yeah. so oh <laughs> next to uh, so so next uh, the DJ and this is the same in the club if you ever see it there's just someone who stands next to the DJ and they're a, a light jock pretty much so they control the lights the co2 everything like that and they got this little touch screen and um we thought it would be a little funny thing for social media because it's like a basic windows thing so you've got minecraft on there yeah. if i went on minecraft and then we recorded it and it was like what <laughs> djs actually do um what i didn't realize is it was a touch screen and okay. i opened it and then i could not close it <laughs> and the lights went off and there was no way of turning the lights back on so for about I'd say about 10 minutes <laughs> we were trying to figure out how to get this oh, no. get this off so the lights would come back on and we were just dre- like it was the, the dreading telling the general manager because yeah. it was absolutely fuming but eventually we had to um he was actually all right about it, just but. dancing in the dark to the sounds of Mojang <laughs> <laughs> fantastic hey I mean that's probably one to add to the set a bit of Minecraft in there you know get the people going yeah the old Steve sounds oh <laughs> <laughs> um but Obviously, we've got a fair we've got a fair few like student listeners out there, um, and I know DJing, uh, especially on TikTok, is quite popular. Um, but for your well, from your professional opinion, how how would you recommend people say like got into this or you know sort of uh, yeah like sort of get into DJing? Yeah, I mean, for a lot of people, I think well, a lot of people don't actually know what a DJ does, mm. which I didn't realise. But obviously, yeah, everyone just thinks it's just randomly pressing buttons, and I think. From someone who who is getting interested in it, it's so scary to look at. Like, obviously, you've got so many different types of decks, so many different softwares, so many different ways of downloading songs and stuff. So I think it puts people off. But I think literally for me, it was just buying the cheapest pair. You can go on Gumtree, but you get the cheapest secondhand pair of decks. Go in your room, download some songs you like, and you could literally spend with about five songs hours and hours just mixing in different different ways and stuff. Um, yeah, just honestly, just picking up a cheap. Pe- some decks, there's YouTube tutorials, everything like that. Um, most DJs are really nice as well. If, if there's any DJs that um, you you look up to, you might just drop them a message. I'm ninety percent of the time, they'll message back giving you advice and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I think it's definitely a yeah. So it's a very fun fun thing to get into. Uh, well, uh, we'll have to send any of our listeners your way. 
I've got I've got one more question for Sam as well. Um, obviously, you're the you're our resident DJ at, at Mosh, and I think Mosh gets a lot of sort of flack from from the Leicester people as not being a very good club. I mean, especially from people who have experience with nightlife elsewhere. What do you think of Mosh as a performance space? Like, I mean, have you have you performed anywhere else? And um, how would you rate Mosh? Yeah, I mean, to other places. I've um, I've DJed in in Coventry, um, and some places in Birmingham as well. But I think by far, well, I'm I'm from Leicester, so it's obviously very convenient for me. But Mosh by far, I think, is from every other club I've seen and been to, it's. And it might not seem it from the outside, but definitely the way everything works on the inside, it's the most professional, um, safe, very, very safe club. Um, I know all like the bouncers, for example, in other clubs, I'm, you know, I'm not sometimes a bit dodgy, but in, in Mosh, it's like a family. Everyone, everyone who works there is so like on it, especially if someone, I don't know if any kind of injuries happen or anything like that, they're so they're, like, on it. It's, it's just such a safe space. And I think it's also just the varying crowd because obviously we're a high street club, so very commercial charts type stuff but kind of recently in, in more years you've got different uh kind of groups of people going who'd listen to different types of music and it's it's just yes yeah, it's it's, 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 it's the nicest club i've ever i ever and i think i will ever dj at um and it's why i've i've been very loyal to them and stuff so it's uh yeah i i love it that's well, that's sick. Uh, well, that leads me on to the final, uh, like very coincidentally, that leads me on to sort of like the final question. Um, but have you got any sort of like current plans, or have you got any like dreams in the work, or like any venues you want to go to at all? That's a good question. I mean, radio is one, so I've done that. I can take that off the list. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think um, festivals are a big one for me. I've never, I've never DJed a festival before, but. Seeing all like um, I don't know if you've not heard of like Rolling Loud. Oh yeah, yeah, um, Rolling Loud. Pff, that looks crazy. And yeah. um, some of the DJs I look up to and stuff, they they DJ at all these festivals. It looks so crazy. The louder, the better. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely festival festivals, some radios and stuff. But yeah, that's, that's about it at the moment. Very nice. Well, uh, thank you, Sam. Uh, but because this is our final show, <laughs> would you be interested in sticking around to play our uh, our rewind oh, game? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Very nice. Um, did you want to plug your socials just for people out there? Yeah. Um, so Instagram, uh, it's at DJ Puma. That's P-U-G-H-M-A. Um, same on Mixcloud, Soundcloud, everything like that. Um, yeah, drop me a message. If you're interested in getting into DJing and stuff, you want to learn anything, just drop me a message. I'm happy to help. So, water cooler, quick reminder. It is what three words describe your uni experience. It can be from the past or it can be from the present. We've got a couple answers in at the moment. We've got... Uh, Cameras, Demon and Mead. We've got Jim Procrastination and Mosh. Parties, parties everywhere. Live, laugh, love. Friends, friends, friends. Lots of different things. So if you want to join in, uh, you can either tweet us at DemonFM or on Twitter or you can go to our in- Instagram. At in- out- uh, gosh, my brain is not on, working. Honey, Rewind <laughs> out of mission on Instagram. <laughs> but now it's time for our first game. We're going to hand over to Tom, who I believe has a special guest with him. Yes, I do. So uh, all the way from... England. It's, <laughs> it's the legendary Forrest Jensen. Let's just uh, fetch him for us, sorry. And cue the game music, if you will. <laughs> All right then, hello people. How are we doing on this fine afternoon? Uh, not too bad, <laughs> Forrest. How are you? I'm doing rather well. I'm Forrest Jensen with two J's. The first one is silent. 
Um, and I'm here to introduce you to the first game of the day, that being Chart Attack, of course. I hope you're all doing doing well and excited for the first game. It's, it's, you know, it's a staple, really, of the Rewind show, so I've heard. Uh, and so uh, the, the rules with this are very simple, so I'm going to read out the top ten UK hits from a specific year, and it's your job, and especially you at home, to guess which one that might be. Sorry, my voice. <laughs> So we're going to start from the bottom and work our way very slowly up to the top. Uh, that being number 10 of the year for the UK Westlife, You Raise Me Up. Uh, number 9, The Sugar Babes with Push the Button. Oh, <laughs> number 8 is Akon with Lonely. Uh, number 7, Gorillas with uh, Feel Good Ink. <laughs> okay. I believe that's how you say it. Uh, number 6 is Tupac featuring Elton John with... Uh, Ghetto Gospel. Uh, number five is the Crazy Frog with Axel F. Number four, the Pussycat Dolls featuring Buster Rhymes with Docha. Number three, Daniel Powder with Bad ba- 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 Bad Day. Num- number two, to- Tony Christie featuring Peter K. Uh, in brackets, open brackets. Is this the way to <laughs> close brackets? Amarillo. <laughs> and finally, at number one for the year was James Blunt with "You're Beautiful." Oh. So, have we got any guesses from our panel or our guest for today, Sam? Oh, I'm very. Any lost. guesses so far? See, I sort of know the kind of area with the Gorillas song because that was a massive album in our household as a kid. And also, I remember being really young singing Lonely by Akon. So I'm kind of guessing between 05 and 07, but I don't know. Interesting, interesting. Anybody else? Uh, I'm going to say Take a Stub in the Dark 2003. Okay, intriguing, Ash. What about yourself, Joe? Well, I heard Crazy Frog, uh, which I'm pretty sure I remember watching as a kid and being traumatised by. Um, But yeah, that was probably about 2008 2007 so i know it's before then i'm gonna say 2005 as my concrete mm. guess okay then uh, lastly sam do you have any idea dj puma i was thinking 2004 2004 a very interesting set middle. of guesses and make sure that you at home are also guessing you as, as has been said you can tweet your answers to us at demon fm or you can go to our instagram at rewind out mission uh, and i'm going to hand it back to tom now Oh, there we go. Thank you there, Forrest. Uh, so, Very impressive, that. So that was uh, Chart Attack, as I said. You, you know, let your answers in. Get us, you know, Let us know as to what your thoughts are. All right, and welcome back to the Rewind After Mission show here on Demon FM, Leicester Student Sound. It is 29 minutes to two. Uh, at now, earlier, we asked you um, to get involved on our Instagram page at Rewind After Mission. Head on over to our stories uh, to get involved with both our games and our discussion topic for the day. So, yeah, keep your responses in, giving us three words to describe your university experience. Uh, yeah, we've also all got some uh, responses for that already. And also, uh, cast your guesses for the chart attack game that we just played. So, all the uh, the chart that Tom, that sorry, Forrest just gave us. <laughs> Forrest, um, yes. Yeah, so we've had a few uh, guesses for that. We have two guesses for 2010, two guesses for 2005, but you have to keep tuned in to find out what the right answer is. But keep your guesses coming in, because we will be congratulating whoever get, whoever gets them right. Um, but now it is time to head back to the games. 
and it is time to play How Bizarre. So let's head o- head on over to Tom yet again. That's right, folks. Let's just uh, let's get Forrest Jensen back through the door, shall we? Uh, lovely stuff. Uh, hello again, folks. It's me once more. Were you tired of me before? Because I've returned for How Bizarre. All right, then. If you've tuned in on a regular basis, you'll know how this goes. But for those that don't know... Here we go. So how bizarre. I'm going to read you a series of uh, news stories. And it's your job to guess which one of them is true and which is false. I've got three here to read you today. Only one of which is true. The other two are completely false. So I'll start off with the first one. On August the 5th, 2019, Felix... Gelberg, also known as PewDiePie, hit his ultimate goal of reaching 100 million subscribers on his YouTube channel. Uh, This event marked the first time any YouTube channel had hit this subscriber milestone. That's the first story. The second. In 2014, it was feared by tech companies such as uh, Google uh, that global internet connections would be broken. Uh, So to combat this, they reinforced the worldwide data cables with Kevlar to stop them being eaten by sharks. Okay. <laughs> Number three. In Lincolnshire, England, uh, Harold Stanier, a former soldier that fought in the Falklands War, uh, was amazed when he discovered a damp mark on his bedroom wall that looked strikingly like Jesus. <laughs> it was uncovered when he lost a sock down the back of his chest of drawers. As he did. So there we are. Those are your three bizarre news stories for today, and it's your job to let us know which one you think is true and which ones you think are false. Do we have any guesses in the studio? Well, everyone sees Jesus and everything, I swear. Like, I swear there's been, like, stories about him being seen in toast and, like, in the clouds. Yeah. So that's believable. See, there are a lot of sort of, like, no one knows truly what Jesus looked like. Mm. Like, all the all the sort of paintings and murals we've seen. How, how do you know that that's actually what he looked like? Yeah. So, yeah. You could, I mean, I could say this telephone right in front of me looks like Jesus. How do you know? <laughs> anyway. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, another thing is, like, I kind of have a little bit of knowledge on the on the PewDiePie situation but I, 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 that's because I have nerdy brothers I'm not, that, <laughs> that's because of them but um, yeah I don't know I've, I'm kind of leaning more towards Jesus toast no Jesus toast Jesus mould my toast. bad <laughs> I'm getting confused oh God, so uh, thank you there Forrest I'll put them away for now um, Sam have we got any guesses for what that might be then I like the shark one to be honest yeah. I'm, liking, I'm liking the Kevlar on there. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think uh, I'm also... Reinforcing internet connections to stop sharks from attacking them. <laughs> I quite like it. I, I, also, Very the PewDiePie bizarre. thing, I have a, a bit of inside knowledge on. I see, um, I see. Because, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I don't have Nerdy Brothers, I am the, I am you the, are the, I nerdy, am the brother. nerdy Brother. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. I don't think the shark one's true. Yeah. That's that's my guess. Okay, interesting. Lastly, Ash, you got... Um, see, I know about the PewDiePie situation as well. Everyone so knows about the PewDiePie. <laughs> um... So I'm going to have to go with the uh, the Jesus, you know, with the Cheryl Cole in Ham from the pre- previous show, you know, it's, uh, you know, I've got to go with the Jesus. Yeah, okay. That's fantastic. So as yeah, so let us know what our responses as well on our Twitter page at DemonFM as well as our Instagram at Rewind Automation. Let us know which of those stories you think is true and which is false. You'll be able to see on there as well with a brief summary of all three stories. Now... Someone we haven't done enough here on Rewind is celebrate the weird and wonderful world of national days. Yes, yes. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm, con- I'm, I'm concerned with the desk. Um, yes, no. See, we're a bit jealous here on Rewind because everyone seems to get all the cool days, you know, Asian things. They've got St. Patrick's Day tomorrow. And uh, I think it was yesterday, Intertunes had a very interesting National Confessions Day. Um, but today is March 16th. But 
we've for once got a really interesting day, and that is National Pan. Oh, sorry, Panda uh, Day. There we go. National sorry. Panda Day. That is interesting. So yeah, and as it's Chinese national, as it's China's national animal, the panda, we're going to hand over to Wei to tell us all about pandas and what they represent in Chinese culture. So take it away, Wei. Okay. Hello, I'm Wei Wei, and、um, just everybody know when it comes to Chinese、uh, animals, everyone will in. Immediately think of the fat pandas, and they are a group of、uh, cute little animals that are Chinese called it the national treasures, national treasures. And、mm, but in fact, are I seldom to see the pandas because in China, um, it just only have a few areas can see the pandas, and they always lives in China's Sichuan regions. Um, but um, I went to Edinburgh to meet the Tianjian and Yangguang on the New Year's in this year, and they're really really cute. So everyone can check them out if you dare have the chance. I really really cute, yeah. And the reason why the panda is called it a national treasure by the Chinese, in fact, I can give a very accurate. Accurated、uh, answer to these questions because when I was a child, everyone always said that the panda is a symbol of China. But I check some informations and and the approximate reasons.、Mm, it's because one, the number of panda is very rare and only appeared in China. Is a unique animal in China and only belongs to China. Two, the black and the white on a panda's body can also represent the natural concept of Tai Chi's yin yang, yin and yang. yang. Yeah, yeah. yeah.、Mm, just it's the Chinese culture, and、mm, I don't know if you see about the Tai Chi tool, but it's contained the image of China's national culture in the in. In eyes of the Chinese, and three, the answer important points. They are very cute, yeah. <laughs> and the pandas belong to the de-、uh, bear family, but most of wild animal will treat human with a vigilant attitude. And pandas are the only kind of wild animals that can treat humans kindly, so they are more lovely by the everyone. And there is a saying in China called it "pandas di-、um, diplomacy," because pandas are liked by many people in the world. So pandas have long begun to be called it diplomatic way.、Um, in Edinburgh, Tiantian and Yangguang are the two pandas loaned by China to UK, and the word "panda day." Was born because of a nature cons um conservation conservation yeah conservation sorry <laughs> activity initiated by the China Office of the Worldwide Fund of Nature, and which is not just for giant pandas, but uh but to encourage other species and nature conservation in for in forts. Around the world to care for giant panda, the reason for the 
emergency of the festival is indeed to better protect the Jane painters. But the purpose of the, this festival is to protect the world's ecological spaces and nature environment and to protect the Earth's ecological, sorry, ecological balance as the goal. I think many people may not think of this. Mm, in fact, the world is not only the panda is creature in danger of extinction, but they are also just lucky to become a country's key protecting objects. I hope everyone can pay more attention to the Earth's ecological and natural environment to our own effect to do what we can do. The birth of the festival will become more meaningful. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Thank you, Wei. Amazing. Sound like David Attenborough. <laughs> Earlier this week, Tom went to chat to somebody. Who did you chat to, Tom? Yes, so I spoke to a good friend of mine, Ryan Bailey, who owns On Track Recording. That's a studio from my home county in Devon. Uh, have a listen to this. Uh, here we go. Okay, folks, welcome back. I'm joined here today by Ryan of On Track Audio. Uh, how are you doing this afternoon, Ryan? Uh, yeah, I'm good, thanks. So, uh, if I recall correctly, Ryan, you are the owner of your own studio, On Track, uh, that's based in Devon. That's right, yeah, here in sunny Barnstable. On Track started up quite recently, um, yeah. and I just wanted to know, how did you start up On Track, and so what was the start-up process like well, for the studio initially? So, it was kind of a bit of an unexpected thing, really. Um, I had a bit of a windfall financially, really wasn't expecting it. I've kind of always been a all-or-nothing type of person. My career inverted commas was uh, a bricklayer before and it was only ever a means to an end um, i've always been a musician and i've always enjoyed production i just produced my own bands in my home studio before but the opportunity presented itself and uh, my first thought was i can open a studio it was a big risk of course but you know it was kind of like well, if i don't do it now and I don't try this a like the money will just get dwindled or you know spent on something that really don't want to do and b you know i would always regret it if i didn't at least try with that i thought well a studio on its own probably isn't going to fly you know just coming out of nowhere and just going right here's a studio the area was sorely lacking of any kind of rehearsal space a decent rehearsal space anyways so i figured well let's uh, make it a rehearsal space as well and then i can start recording and that can sort of grow organically from that Again, it's still a risk and there's still a way to go in terms of building on track. But we've got a lot of uh, repeat clients coming back and we've got a lot of ideas in the pipeline. It's onwards and upwards. Yeah, fantastic. And so what was it like to eventually discover the demand for bands to have a space to practice in or for just a rehearsal room to be uh, hired out in general? Well, I knew the rehearsal space side of things was, I knew that people were going to go for that. Um, that on its own wasn't enough to sustain a business. So when the recording took off, and it, it has way quicker than I assumed, it was a pleasant surprise. I knew eventually it would be okay, but I thought it would take a good couple of years for me to sort of establish myself and uh, build a client base. But, um, you know, we were a year in and we're, we're pretty busy. It's good to see that level of business um, coming about for the studio already. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the music industry is uh, vastly different to what it used to be, but it still seems, you know, here at least, that people want to come in and use a proper space. Um, the MO when we did this place was like, if we're going to do this, 
we've got to do it properly. There's no sort of half measures. Um, you know, everybody's got a laptop and an interface and can record. So we had to go a step beyond and really provide somewhere people wanted to work and were willing to pay to be recorded. Have you got any uh, social media platforms or have you got any way of people getting in touch with you if they did want to book out this rehearsal space or sort of speak to you regarding music projects? Well, you can go straight to our website, which is ontrackaudio.co.uk. Uh, we've got the Facebook page and Instagram. We are looking at being a bit more focused towards actual content, live streaming, YouTube channels, videos, all the rest of it. I'm just uh, getting my head round talking to the camera without looking like a complete spanner, basically. We're planning on sort of reaching out and you know trying to reach out to bands across the UK, really. Um, you know, Devon's a nice place to be in the summer and, um, you know, come down, make a record, enjoy the surroundings. It's been a pleasure talking to you once again, Ryan. Um, thank you for taking the time to speak to us today. No problem. And we're going to hand you back over to the studio. Excellent. Thank you once again there, Ryan. So uh, for those of you who can check out his Instagram, that is ons underscore track underscore audio. That's his Instagram page. And as he mentioned, you can go to his website, www.ontrackaudio.co.uk for some bookings. Um, so with that, do you mind if I reveal the answers for the games we've been doing? Yes. So Chart exactly. Attack, for those of you that have been uh, voting in at home and for in the studio as well, the year itself was 2005. Ooh. Yes. So congratulations nice. for those that did guess it correct and for not. Uh, and then on to How Bizarre. Uh, so the story with uh, PewDiePie reaching 100 million subs and it being the first time any YouTube channel had done so, uh, the answer, that, so that was a false story. So he was not the first YouTube channel to hit the sub milestone. That was actually T-Series. Oh. Uh, in 2014, it was feared. So the Looking story right. with reinforcing internet connections with Kevlar to stop them being my sharks, this is a true story. Oh, mm. I've taken a It was actually taken measures for that in 2014 and, come, and Google themselves made sure that was the case. Uh, and lastly, the story with, you know, of course, the former... Falklands War veteran discovering Jesus on his mall. That was false. Very nice. Uh, right. Um, so, unfortunately, that's all we've got for today. Uh, oh, wait, we've got... This is a really Chantel, quick sorry. one. So, my last song I want to dedicate to Leroy, who sadly passed away last year, and it's a nice, upbeat song to remind him in by. Yeah, so thank you so much for listening to us for the past five shows, and thank you to all your con- for all your contributions and kind messages. Uh, we would also like to thank DJ Puma, Sam, today for coming on the show and also giving us a, a lovely insight into DJing. And thank you for having me. Uh, as a as I said earlier, would you like to shout yourself out? Uh, I'll do it for a second time. Why not? It's uh, DJ Puma on all social medias. That's P U G H M A. Thank you. Uh, no problem. And thank you to Ryan uh, from On Track. Yes, thank you again for spending the time talking with me over uh, Gleamfeed just to get the interview. It's good to speak to you again, Ryan. Yeah, and we would also like to say a massive thank you to all our other guests from this year, from these uh, Rewind shows. So Jess Sigsworth from the Leicester City women's football team, Jack from Hive Creative, and uh, Jay, our local Leicester rapper, and also Stuart from Beetroot. And thanks to the Leicester Com- Comedy Festival comedians that we had. Um, so finally, uh, thank you to everyone who's been taking part and everything uh, like that. You guys have been a wonderful in uh, audience, uh, but we'd like to thank the man, the myth, the legend, Ian, on the uh, on the technical side. He's That's been sure. brilliant. Thank you, Ian. Thank you. <laughs> and finally, we've loved doing these shows and we've loved listening to what you've been saying. And uh, so for the final time this year, goodbye from all of us at Rewind. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. See you.